All right, so now that we cracked open the Mishnah and we uh, started Shittas Rashi and Nezek, so I want to, today it's going to take two different shirim, but I'm going to get into the sheet of the Rambam and Tashlume Nezek. But in order to do so, we're going to have to start off with the Gemara. Last week, the past two weeks we've been focusing on the Mishnah. I'm going to start the Gemara now today. After we go through the Gemara, we see a basic chat in the Gemara, so now we're going to go ahead and readdress the Shittas Rambam. So the Gemara asks Amai. The Amai is going, Pashtis, there's two ways to go. Amai is either, how do we know there's a Chi of Tashlum on the Chemisha Dvarim? That would be one way to go. But the simple way to go is Amai, that we know that Nezek is a Tashlum in the first place. Specifically in regards to Nezek. We'll see why I'm saying it's on Nezek right now, in the Hemshech. But uh, start off. Two ways to go. The Pashtis is on the Nezek itself. So Gemara answers, Ayn Tachas Ayn Amarachmana. The reason we know that you pay money for any kind of damages done to another human being is because the Chumash says, Ayn Tachas Ayn. Yes, the Gemara, Ema Ayn Mamish. Maybe that means someone knocks his guy's eye out, so we should knock his eye out too. So Gemara says, though, Soka Daitach, Titania. I would never think that, because it's taught in Braisa. I would think if you blinded someone, we should blind you back. Or you chopped his hand off. We should chop your hand off back. If you broke his leg. We should do tit for tat. We should break your leg also. Therefore, the Torah came and taught us. There's a limud, a drasha. There's a connection between maka adam and Makabahima. Now at this point, the Gemara doesn't tell us what's that connection. That'll be a discussion in the Gemara later on. But the Bryce is teaching us that there's a connection between Maka Adam, Makabahima, and Ma Makabahima the Tashlumen, the same way that if you hurt an animal, so the uh, the result of that damage is monetary payment. Af Maka Adam, so too when you injure, damage a person, the result of that damage is the Tashlumen, is a monetary payment. And the Braisa continues, this is all a quote of the Braisa, that if you'd want to say differently, the Torah also says a different Pasuk, you should not take a monetary payment, an atonement payment, for the life of a murderer, that due to his actions, he is liable for capital punishment. Now the Braisa makes a drasha, it expounds on this Pasuk, for the life of a murderer, that's why you can't take kaifer, a monetary payment. But you could take a monetary payment in lieu of body parts, which limbs which don't return after they're damaged. So the, the Bryce is making a distinction between murder, where there's no monetary option, you can't pay due to the, being the cause of death of someone else, Whereas when it comes to a loss of limb, there there is a monetary option based off this drasha. So now the Gemara wants to go back. We said originally in the Braisa that there's a connection, Maka Adam and Maka Behima. So the Gemara now wants to learn where are we making this connection between Maka Adam and Maka Behima. So he asked the Gemara, hey Maka, which Maka are you referring to? If you want to tell me from the Pasuk in... Sefer Vayikra, Perek that a person who hits an animal should pay, and a person who hits a person, another human being, Yumas, should be killed. So maybe we could derive from there that since it starts off, Maka Behima Yishalmena, the Yumas maybe isn't particular, doesn't mean he should be killed, rather it means he should pay. So the Gemara says, I can't be our source. Why not? Hahu Bektalaksiv. There it's not talking about damages. We're trying to bring a proof from Chavala de Behema to Chavala of Adam. And since it's talking about death, therefore it's not a legitimate source. So Gemara is looking for a different source. Elame Hacha, rather we'll learn from here. Maka nefesh behema yeshalmena, nefesh tachas nafesh. We have one pasuk that if you hit an animal, you shall pay for its life for its life. With some is juxtaposed. A person, when he gives a womb to his friend, that which he did to his friend, so too we should do to him. 
So there, those two psukim, which are next to each other, there it's explicit that you pay money, nefesh tachas nefesh, the animal's life. You give money in compensation and lieu of the life that you took. And therefore, since it says right next to it, when you hurt your friend, the same thing he did, you shall do to him. What is it that we should do to him? What we made him do when he heard a behemoth, we should make him pay money. So yes, the Gemara, how could you make a Gzeira Shava? How could you make a derivation of Maka Maka between Maka Nefesh Behima and Yishkitain Mumba Amito? Halav Makahu. There, in the Pasuk, in regards to Nizke Adam, it doesn't say the word Maka. If it doesn't say the word Maka, so how could you make a Gzeira Shava? And it says the Gemara... Here we're saying haka haka. Now, what's it mean we're saying haka haka? Haka haka means as follows. Um, you know, usually when we make a gzera shava, we make a gzera shava based off having similar words, and based off the fact that there were similar words, we know that there's a connection between these two parshios, and we can therefore derive halachas from one and extend it to the other. So here we don't have the same word. But we we do have is the same context. We have maka nefesh behema. Maka nefesh behema means you hit it, and veish ki tenmum ba amito. And a person when he gives a wound to his friend, how do you give a wound to his friend? Because he hit him. So even though the word maka is not explicit in the pasuk of veish ki tenmum ba amito, nonetheless it's explicit that we're talking about someone hurting someone else. And therefore, conceptually, we're discussing the same thing. That's what the Gemara means when it says anan haka haka kamrinan. Rashi brings a precedent to this from the Gemara in Erevin. There we're talking about Nigevatim. There that the Gemara makes a Gzera Shava when it says Veshav Hakohen Uba Hakohen. The Kohen returned, the Kohen came. There the Kohen, the Kohen returned, the Kohen came. How could you say, how can you make a Gzera Shava? The two different words. The answer is they're talking about the same concept. So, so too here we have that same precedent, Akaka So what do we learn from that Gzera Shava of Akaka? The same way the haka that the Torah writes about in regards to behima is a monetary payment. So too, the haka which is said in regards to a person, the tashlumen. There, we also derive that it necessitates monetary payment. Yes, the Gemara of Ahaksi How could it be? How could you say that it's monetary payment? There's a different Pasuk. The Pasuk says that when a man hits someone else, another human being, Musimas, you certainly should be killed. Answers the Gemara, no, it's not a proof. That's not a Kasha. But moment, when it says Musimas, it really means we should hurt him where it hurts. We should kill him where it hurts. Where does it hurt the most? In his pocket. So there, that's also referring to a monetary loss. Yes, the Gemara, how can you tell me it's talking about a monetary loss? We really should say that it's referring to Misa itself. That's the simple read of the Pasuk. Says the Gemara Loi, Salkadaitoch. I never would have thought that thing, I would never would have thought like that, that it means Misa Mamish. Why not? First of all, there's a connection between that Pasuk and Maka Behima Yeshalmena. Maka Behima Yeshalmena is, is, I'm sorry, is talking about a monetary payment. And this Pasuk is the Pasuk right beforehand. And therefore, we can see from that juxtaposition also that it's referring to a monetary payment. V'oid, and furthermore, Ksiv Masrei, is written after that, So too, when you give a wound to a man, you should give him back as well. And from that we could derive money, that it's talking about money. How do we derive from there it's talking about money? Because the Pasuk says, Ki adam kein So too you should give to him. What does it mean you should give to him? It should say, kein So you should do to him. The fact that it says, kein A language of Nisina, of giving, implies that we're talking about the giving of money. So that's the first source. That's if we're learning the Gzir Shava of Makamaka. A Gzir Shava is going to be this interesting Gzir Shava, not really of Makamaka, but of Haka Haka. Of Maka Behima Yishalmena, and I'm sorry, Maka Nefesh Behima Yishalmena, and Veishki Tin Mumba Mito. That's going to be Agzera Shava. Yes, the Gemara, the Brisa said, it brought Agzera Shava, Maka Maka, 
And then it said, What was the Imnaf Shechaloyma? Why would we not be happy with the Gzir of Makamaka? So yes, the Gemara, Imnaf Shechaloyma. What would we say? What's, what's the question if it's Imnaf Shechaloyma? Suka Kasha the Tana Kama. It's not the Tana. This is what was bothering the Tana. Why would it be that we jump to make a derivation for the dinim of Nizke Adam from Nizke Behema? Really, what we should do is we should derive Maka Adam from Maka Adam. So the Gemara answers we don't jump to Maka Adam because Amri done in Nizikin Nizikin, Vain done in Nizikin Mimisa. Because we don't want to derive the dinim of Nizikin from the dinim of Misa. The only psalm in which we have explicit regards to Maka Adam. A psukim which should talk about Misa, not about Nezek. And therefore, we, the town of the Brais, I thought it was more, I guess, more similar of a source to learn from Behema than to learn from Adam. Yes, the Gemara, Adaraba. But really, we should just say the opposite. Danan Adam Adam, Vein Danim Adam Behema. Really, even if the nature of the damages were dissimilar, because one is Misa and one's, one's Nezek, just damages. Nonetheless, since they're both talking about Adam, that's preferable to learn one from the other than to learn the dinim of Adam from Behema. How could you do such a thing? So says the Gemara, That's what the Gemara meant to say. That's what the Brisa said. If you are going to be upset from the fact that we learn, we make a limit of Maka Adam from Maka Behema, even though you could make the claim that Adam from Adam is more similar, even though we're talking about different types of damages. Therefore, we brought you a different pasuk, to teach you that it also says, right? You shouldn't take a monetary atonement for the life of a murderer that's liable for capital punishment, for he should certainly die. The Gemara expounds, the you can't take money for the life of a murderer, but you could take money for limbs which don't return them when they are broken, taken off. So, yes, the Gemara. That which the Torah says, you shouldn't take a monetary payment, atonement, for the life of a murderer. That's coming to teach you that you could take money for cutting off someone's limbs. There, we really need this Pasuk to teach us that which the Torah says, that you can't give two punishments for one action. You can't go ahead and kill someone and make him pay money. For example, Plony shoots Almoni. So besides putting a bullet through his heart and killing him and being Chayev Misa for it, he also put a bullet through his shirt and he has to pay for the shirt. So there, the Torah told us, you can't hold him liable for both. Either you kill the guy or you take his money. So since the din is, we kill him. So the money he's not liable for. So the Gemara says, how can you tell me, is teaching me that you can make him yes pay for the cutting off of limbs. We need that to teach me that we can't make a person liable both for the capital punishment, the physical punishment we're going to give to him, as well as the monetary compensation that was due to the action that caused the death. Says the Gemara, we don't need to learn that from Lotichu Kofer, Haimich Devi We learn that from a different pasuk of called Kedevi Shasel. Vayimin Hakas Arash, Avipilo Ashefet, we call the fun of Kedevi Shasel Bemispar. You give him based one thing based off his action. Rasha, Risha Achas Tamachaivo, you can only hold them liable for one punishment. Vatamachaivo Ishtevishayus, you can't hold them liable for two punishments. Says the Gemara, Vakatimi Baile de Kamarachmana. So says the Gemara, we still need the Pasuk for itself to tell us the actual din, that you can't take money and exempt him from his capital punishment. So says the Gemara, if all we needed was for to tell us that you can't take money and exempt him from capital punishment, right? you shouldn't take a monetary atonement and monetary payment for Russia who is liable for capital punishment. Why does the Torah have those extra words, the Nefesh Ritzayach? We can derive from here those extra words, the Nefesh Ritzayach. You can't take money to atone for the life of a murderer. But you could take money for the Nefesh of, I'm sorry, you could take money for limbs which don't return. 
Now ask the Gemara as follows. Now that the Torah said you shouldn't take kofer, right, you shouldn't take this monetary payment for the life of a dead person, but you could take it for limbs. Ask the Gemara, makal makal amali. Why is it then that we have a gzera shava? We have a gzera shava maka maka. At the end of the day, there is a gzera shava. So if we're deriving that which the gzera shava theoretically would teach me, we're learning it from a different pasuk, from lo tikhu kofer. So what do we do now with this gzera shava maka maka? Amri, they'll say, imehai, if it was just from the lo tikhu kofer, hava amina, I would have thought, iboy enoi nesiv, viboy demei enoi nesiv, if the damaged person wants to poke the guy's eye out, so he has the right to poke his eye out. And if we want, we could also make him pay. Dealer's choice. But we can learn, therefore, from Behema. The same way Behema is the Tashluman, so too when it comes to Maka Adam, is Tashluman. So that's the read of the Gemara. At the end of the day, it seems like really... There are two different sources, right? Really, bad Sam, you could learn the din of Ayin Tachas Ayin means money from the Gezer Shava of Makamaka. That would be legitimate. Just, there might be a claim. How can you learning from Adam, the dini of Adam from Behema? You should learn from Adam from Adam. If that's true, then we have a different Pasuk, Kofer. But at the end of the day, the Braisa presents two different drushos. And the question is, is there any kind of difference from the fact that you have to pay both of them? Now, it's also very interesting. This is a theme we're seeing in the Gemara multiple times, that the Gemara is presenting, when it comes to Adam at least, that the monetary payment is referred to as Misa, right? Maka nefesh And then we say right afterwards, and Mosimus means Bimamon according to the Gemara. Why, if the Gemara is referring to a monetary payment, would it use the language of Mesimus? Mesimus sounds pretty much as far as you can get from a monetary payment. So that's how we're going to start off with the Gemara. Now I want to jump into the Rambam, and hopefully through trying to understand the Rambam, we'll understand the Gemara better, and uh, will also have an understanding of the Rambam, and Dinin Ezek also. So now that we did that, let's see the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchas Chiv the Mazik Perakal of Halacha Gimel says as follows: That which it says in the Torah that when you give a wound to your friend, so too we shall give it to you. It doesn't mean that we're going to rough you up the same way you roughed up your friend. Rather, what is it? Be'etzem, it's fitting that we rough you up. We should do the same exact damages that you did to your friend. We should really do to you. And since that's true, Therefore, you pay his damage. Now what's this lefikach? This lefikach is so interesting, right? Really, when it says that doesn't mean we're going to hurt you the same way we should, that you did to your friend. But even though we really should take your arm off, or really we should rough you up the way you did, therefore you pay. That's therefore we're going to come back to. And that's what it says in the Torah. You can't take an atonement payment for the life of a Ritzeach. The Ritzeach bilvud hushein kaifer. For the life of a Ritzeach, that's where there's no atonement payment. But if you take someone's limb, or you rough him up, then there is a monetary payment. Now, according to the Rambam, the Rambam brings his source as Ayn Tachas Ayn, meaning Mamon, from the Pasuk of Lotichu Kofer. The Rambam does not bring the Gzera Shava of Makamaka. I, the Gemara, the Braisa, brought it as a legitimate source. The Rambam doesn't bring it. If that's true, what does he do with the Gzera Shava Makamaka? Mestama, the same way that we saw in the Gemara, Makamako teach us that you have to pay. It's not a volitional. You can't say, I want the eye or I want the guilt. No, you always have to pay only money. Now, like this. The Rambam could have brought from Makamaka. 
The Rambam could have brought from Makamaka, and he chose to bring from the second pasuk Loitikku Kefer. So why is that? So it could be the Rambam was bothered by a certain issue. What would be the issue? How could you learn Behema from Adam? How could you learn Adam, sorry, from Behema? How could you do such a thing? So therefore the Rambam wanted to learn Adam from Adam. So I would start off saying, maybe that's true. It's hard for me to hear, because the Maisa, the Tana, the Braisa, brought that as his first option. His first option was, let's learn Adam from Behema. Why not? It seems like a great source. We're talking about the same type of damages. So the Rambam flipped the coin. This one spoke to him more. How did he know? It's not like this. I'm going to make a diak. Let's go back to our diak. The Rambam says, Be'etzem, when it says, It means, doesn't mean that we're going to rough you up the same way you hurt your friend. Rather, what? It's fitting to make you lose your limb, or it's fitting to beat you up. And therefore, we make you pay. What's the therefore? Therefore sounds like it's telling us what's the nature of this payment. The nature of this payment could be one of two things, right? It could be a compensation. That would be one way to go. In Rashi, we said a derivation of that. It's not really a compensation, but it's giving back the hand. It's a form of payment for the damages that were caused. But it's a giving back, a monetary giving back of what you did. So either compensation for the losses or a monetary representation of the hand. But here it sounds like lefikach, benson, we should rough you up. Lefikach meshalem nizkai? Sounds like you're getting a punishment. It's an onish, a knas. So therefore, my assumption would be that if we're trying, if we understand the nature of the payment is a punishment, a kanas. Therefore, if we're trying to source that, what's kofer? What's kofer? Maka maka just means you're paying money, you're paying a monetary compensation, right? That you did damages to his animal. He, he caused him a monetary loss. So pay him back for that monetary loss. But if the din of payment, the, mon, the monetary chiv here is a lefikoch, we should rough you up, lefikoch, pay money. It sounds like the nature of the payment is an onish. It's a kanas. It's a payment, right? What's a kanas? A kanas is any kind of payment which is additional to compensation. So if you're paying money to the person, the victim, due to your actions, it sounds like the nature of the payment is a kanas. Kanas, it's an onish. Now, if that's... Going to be, and that's why he has to say lotikhu kofer. What's lotikhu kofer? Really, the guy is liable for a punishment, so he can pay an atonement payment in lieu of that punishment, right? That's what kofer is. It's a redemption. Really, you should be chayv misa. You'll pay money and you'll be exonerated. The answer to the pasuk says no. You can't do that for capital punishment. You can't do that, but corporal punishment, rushei volrim. There, you can pay money, and that's in lieu of the punishment you were supposed to get. The Makamaka taught us, according to this Sad, Lotichu Kofer again, Makamaka teaches us that you have to do that. You have to pay that money. But the money is standing in place of the punishment. So now let's try to prove this in the dinam of the Rambam himself. So the Rambam says in Hilchos Nizke Momon, Perikud Aleph, Allah Aleph, source 4 by us, Vekamahu Kofer, how much Kofer do you pay? Kamoshi Yiru Hadayonim, Shudmea Nerag, Hakolifishavyay Shanerag. You pay everything based off of the evaluation of the judges, the value of the person who was killed, everything based off of him, that you should give redemption for his life based off what the judges adjudicate. The kuifer ha'avadim, and the payment for the life of avadim, bein g'doylem bein k'tanim, z'chorim nekevis, Right, this kaifer of gedolim of ketanim, relevant to their ages, zacharim and kevas, relevant to the gender, who knasa kotzev v'torah. That's the fine that was established in the Torah. Shleishim selo kesef yofe, thirty slayim of kesef, which is usable. Bein shaya eved shavim me'amane, relevant whether the eved is worth really a hundred. Bein sheino shaveladina, really is worth one. But if you're holding back, you get shikhra, you're, you're supposed to be freed. But he wasn't, and he doesn't get a knas. Since he doesn't have an owner, since he gets the khiris. But how does let's go? Let's focus in here on the wording of the Rambam. When the Rambam expresses the payment for an evid that was killed, 
that it goes to the owner. How does the Rambam refer to that payment? The Rambam refers it as Kufer Ha'avadim. So Kufer Ha'avadim means the Shloishim Shkalim. We know that if an Evid Kanaini is killed, so there the din of the Torah is that you pay the owner 30 Yislayim. The Rambam refers to that payment called Kufer Ha'avadim. If that's true, it's called Kufer Ha'avadim. The implication is that the payment for the damages done to the the person, the Evid, is what? Is a Kufer. Is a payment. That payment is a kanas. It's a kanas. It's a kanas katsuv. That's what the Rambam says. An established price. That what? You pay 30, irrelevant of his value. So the, the kofer payment, the kofer payment here for Avadim is a payment not which is compensation for the loss of the owner, but rather a kanas, a fine, a punishment for the person who did the misdeed. So now... That's a wonderful source. If we go back to our Gemara, our Rambam, sorry, our Rambam that sources the din of Nizke Odom being a Chiv Mamon, as what? As though Tikhu Koifer. What's a Koifer? A Koifer. If we put these two Rambams together, the Rambam in Hilchus Nizke Mamon is telling us that a Koifer is a Knas, it's a fine, it's a punishment. So though Tikhu Koifer, the Rambam would prefer to bring from that source, inasmuch as he understood the nature of the payment was that of a punishment, of an einish. How did he know? Because really, the Svara told us, we should rough you up, we should cut off your limb. And therefore, we make you pay money. That therefore was the basis of the Svara, and the fact that it was that's true, the Rambam therefore wanted the Pasuk of the Tukhu which is indicative of a Kanas. So I brought you here, in Source 5, a little piece from the Chazan Yechezkel, Ruchanskel of Ramsky. He wrote one of the most fundamental commentaries on the Tosefta that we have. And he says here as follows, Source 5 on our sheets. Someone who damages his friend, the payment for those damages, that inherently is not a payment, a monetary, there's no monetary obligation which is generated due to the action that he did, the damages that he did, because he damaged someone's property. Why is that? The logic behind this is because there's no value to a human being. A human being is priceless. And therefore, what really should happen to a person, is really we should give you the same damages that you gave to your friend. The same svara that the Rambam said. But here he adds a nuance, right? That why is it? Why is it Rambam said, Where's that Roi coming from? So Chazan Yechezko is telling us it's coming from the fact that if we want to assess a monetary value for the damage that you did, impossible. A person's priceless. So what do we have to do? What is it, what's incumbent upon us if we want to give you a proper retaliation for the action that you did? We have to rough you up the same way. We have to take your limb. We have to, we have to give you a beating. That's what we should do. Therefore, only midin kaifer nafshay as a, a replacement in lieu of that physical corporal punishment that really is coming to you, that's the din of kaifer nafshay. So really, we're seeing here again explicit that the nature of this punishment isn't a punishment which is any form of compensation, but rather it's a punishment which is which is a replacement for getting beaten up. It's a it's a kanas, it's purely a kanas. It's not a, we're not defining here, you know, how much would a person pay to lose this aver? It's priceless. How much would a person pay not to go through the sar? You would give anything in the world. You would take out five mortgages. So how can you pay money? A knas, fine. Now, the Rambam says something so interesting. The Rambam here, in Hilchus, Chivul HaMazik, Perek HaYelach HaDalet, Source 6, says as follows, Knas Kansu Chachamim Le'ilu HaShetim Balei Zorya Sheyanech Bal Nehman Benishbe Uktiv Tzachifetz Shezeh Chavol Bley Chavol Zeh Venoitam Asheroi Lai Rishom Edim There's a knas that the Chachamim gave to the people the strong-armed people, the physical ruffians, that the person who is damaged is believed 
and could take a shvua that this person hurt him, and he could take whatever money is coming to him due to that, as long as they're Edim. Now, what's it mean as long as they're Edim? Ketzad, what's our case? There were two Edim that gave testimony that Plony went into this room and he was totally fine in perfect health. But now he comes out of that room and he's all broken up. He has two broken arms, he's missing an eye. Mamish got roughed up good. But they didn't see the fight. They just saw him going in healthy and they saw him coming out roughed up. Yeah, now the guy, the defendant says, I didn't hurt him. And he says, no, you really did hurt me. He's a nishba v'noytel. He's nishba v'noytel. He could take a shvua and he can be exempt. Meaning he could take a shvua that this guy really hurt him. And even though there's no edus whatsoever on the fact that he was hit, there's only edus on his health. Nonetheless, he could still take the Tashlume Nezek Vitzar from the defendant. Now, this is very interesting. If we're talking about a Chiv Mamun, a regular Chiv Mamun, so a regular Chiv Mamun, we have a din, that unless you bring a proof to the fact that someone did damages to you, right? that proof always necessitates to aid him, that's a, that's a Pasuk, if you have one Edim that can be Mechayev, the defendant is Shvua. Here says the Rambam, there's a Knas Kansu Chachamim. For, for who? For people who are overly physical. Now, that's, that's wild. The Chachamim are going ahead and they're obligating the defendant in Nezek Vitzar. For what? Because to aid himself, circumstantial evidence. How could that be? LMI, the answer is that the whole nature of the payment of Nezek and Sar isn't monetary compensation due to the damages that were incurred. If it was monetary compensation, obviously the Chachamim couldn't do that. We'd fall back on the precedent. You have to bring a proof. You want to take money away from me? You say that I owe you money. There's a monetary obligation, a real bona fide monetary obligation? Prove it. Bring to aid him. I don't have to aid him? Tough luck. Says the Rambam, no. Knas konsu chachomim. Nezek v'tzar? Nezek v'tzar we're going to throw upon you. It's a punishment. Even circumstantial evidence. We're going to go ahead and make you pay. This would be another source in the Rambam that the dinim nezek v'tzar are actually dinim of of knas, of inshim, and not dinim of a monetary, a bona fide monetary obligation. Now, if you're wondering why I keep saying Nezek and Sar, as opposed to Mechemisha Dvorim, or Shevis Beishas Ramipui, that's going to be this next Rambam that we see. The Rambam in Hilchus Chivula Mazik Perkei Lachavav says as follows. Source 7. Ahuida Chivula Shuchavul Mishalim Chemisha Dvorim. If the attacker admits that he damaged his friend, he pays five different payments. For there were witnesses there, that because the you know the victim went in in full health, and then there was a fight. and he came out and he was all damaged. Says the Rambam, if there are no Edom there whatsoever, and the victim says, "Hey, Plony, you hurt me." And now the defendant says, you know what? You talk right. I chopped your arm off. You deserved it. I chopped your arm off. Says the Rambam, he admitted, he's potter, mina nezek, mina tsar. He's exempt from nezek and tsar. But he still has to pay shavis beishis v'ripui. Lefikach, and therefore, im kofer v'amr lechavalti, if he went ahead and didn't denied it, and he says, I didn't do any damages, I'll take a Shavuaz Hesses, and I'll be exempt from paying. So now, this is a wonderful thing. It's a wild din, right? He admits to Nezik, he admits to the beating him up. So why is that? So according to what we're saying up until now, it's Mamish Pashat. We know there's a din, 
if you admit to a knas, there's no edim, send your potter. So this seems like that normative din. So here, he admits the fact he was chayvalim. So nezek and sar, you're going to be potter. Unbelievable. That would be the din of the Rambam. The question is, Shavis, Bishis, Ripui, how come these are also not part of the Knas? We're going to get to that soon. But uh, at least the Nezek and Tsar, which is why he said that before, the Nezek and Tsar are Knas. So therefore, he's Muidim Yadzmo. He admits on his own accord, he's going to be Potter, like they did in Muidim Knas. The logic behind that being, what's the problem here? Really, we have to give you punishment. We just have no proof for it. But if you're admitting to, your, you're admitting to us that you did the wrong deed, so then, why do we have to give you the punishment? The fact that you're admitting shows us that you're fixing your ways. Therefore, you're exempt from paying it. Now it comes along the Ravid, and the Ravid says as follows, Amar Avroham, Lo yedati ma'lama potami elu. Says the, the Ravid, Why in the world does the Rambam say you're exempt from these? Vo'ula yoymer, and maybe I'll say, Mibnei shetzarich umdena. Because these payments necessitate an umdina. They need an appraisal. And this, these, even though he admits to the fact that he hurt him, we doesn't know how to assess the value of those nezikin, of the nezik of the tsar. And therefore, he's he's exempt from paying him. But when it comes to the Shabbos, the unemployment, the ripui, the medical bills, Shemnir and the Ayin, there it's pretty straightforward. Look how much money he lost when he was in the hospital. Look at the medical bill when he leaves. Then he's chayev. Then he has to pay. That was the Ravid's attempted approach to explaining the Rambam. Now tangentially, this is not acceptable at least as much as it said now, because what happened to the Boishas, right? The Nezik and Sar, we can't assess. Why not? Too difficult. Too difficult. Sell him on the slave. How much pain did he go through? So now how much embarrassment did he go through? I would assume that also needs an Omid. So why could you yes do that Omid? So the Ravid the Benetzim doesn't even bring it, which is interesting. So I don't know. Boishas here seems like a big cash on this explanation. But anyways... The Raiva doesn't like it. Why not? Anyways, this Pshat doesn't work. All five of these Tashlumen necessitate an Oymid. And since they all need an Oymid, we can't do that. Therefore, you should be part of from everything. And that can't be. Hilkoch therefore comes along the Raiva and says, either Chayev Bekol or Potaminakayl. It has to be that you're obligated on all five payments, or you're exempt from all five payments. What, what's the Raiva assuming here to make such a claim? What's the Ravid assuming? So, my assumption is as follows. The Ravid saying something very, very gishmak. Why would it be a chayiv bakol? Why would it be a chayiv in all chamisha dvorin? A chayiv in all chamisha dvorin because it's monetary compensation. Who cares if you admitted? You caused him a loss. He doesn't have an arm anymore. He went through a lot of pain. Embarrassment, medical bills, unemployment, you cause no a massive financial loss. So pay up. Or no. It's not you're compensating. Everything you went through is priceless. So what are we doing? A kanas. Ah, it's a kanas? And you were moida? Somebody kanas potter. So the Ravid saying, listen, there's Khamishad Volin. The Khamishad Volim are coming from one action. The one action? So now, how do we view that? That action is mechayev, a monetary compensation. If that's true, you should be chayev bakol. If it's not mechayev monetary compensation, really we should chop your arm off. Narvas, we just can't because the life of a person is priceless. So therefore, we're going to snap on you a monetary fine. Seder, but it might be knas potter, so you should be exempt from everything. So the Ravid saying, you, Rav Moshe, but my mind, you want to say you're paying Nezek and Tsar, you're putter from Nezek and Tsar, and only Chayim Shevis Bashan Ripui. It can't be. You're either Chayim and everything, or you're exempt from everything. That's the Ravid's claim against the Rambam. The Shaila is how do we go ahead and answer up for the Rambam? How could we go ahead and answer up and explain his stance? So I brought you here a Chazen Yechezkel, another one. It's in the same piece that I brought you before. This is a different part of it. I'm not going to read through it for the sake of time. Last week I, I went over. So I want to try to, you know, do tshuva. 
Siyata Deshmaya and try to end before an hour. So I'm not going to read it inside. But I'll tell you how I understand it. I understand it as follows. You know, when it comes to payment, you know, what's the Svara here of the Rambam? The Svara of the Rambam is, really, We should chop off your arm. We should rough you up. And therefore, you pay money. So now, what should we do? We should be mechaser ever. We should be mechaser ever. Now, what's what's inherent to every time we're mechaser ever? We have five payments, right? We have five payments. So now, what do we want to do? Ploni took a sword and chopped off Almoni's arm. So what should we do now? We should take a sword and chop off Ploni's arm. Now, what's an inherent part of the chopping off of the arm, and what is an outgrowth or circumstantial? to chopping off of the arm. So the answer is that when it comes to the shavis and the ripui, right, the unemployment or the medical bills, that's all an outgrowth. An outgrowth. So there, that's not part of the chopping off of an arm. Part of the chopping off of the arm is only something which is happening at the moment when the arm is getting chopped off. That's an after the fact. Because I chopped your arm off, now you're not going to be able to walk, work. Because I chopped your arm off, you're going to need to go to the hospital and therefore they're going to accrue in medical bills. Very good. But that's not part of the, the roughing up, which we should do. So therefore, that's not included within the kefir, the nefesh retzayach. That's not the kefir nefesh. That's not the kefir, the rishay varim. What about boshes? So boshes, I'm assuming, is also not part of the kufer, the rishay varim, it's not part of the of the lefikoch because boshes is something which is purely circumstantial, right? Depending on who's the one chopping the arm off, depending on what circumstances, depending on the person who's getting the arm chopped off. So the degree of boshes is always going to change. It's not an inherent part of the chopping of the arm, and therefore, that's not part of the kufer, the nefesh of rishay varim. Once it's not part of the kefir, so that's not part of the knas. So what is it? There, there, that's a real monetary loss. That's a mamon. So when something's part, inherent part of the maisa chavala, part of the wish, this is part of the shiroi lechasur evil lachbobli, whatever is part of that roi, there, that's part of the lefikach. And that's part of the kefir for the rishay varim. And only those dinim have a din knas. Masha'inkin, the parts which are outgrowths or circumstantial to the Maisa Chavala, they don't get the Din Kofer, therefore they're not categorized as a Knas, as part of the Onish, and therefore the Din of Midibi Knas Potter doesn't apply to them. That's how we take the principle that the Chazni Cheskel is expressing and apply it to answer this Din of the Rambam. So now, to be honest here, you know, it works. You could say such a said, um, the lumdis all, you know, we check off the boxes. It doesn't sit so well with me. That's the truth. So you're going to ask me, you know, how would you go ahead and define what's part of the punishment and what's compensation? It would seem very, very straightforward to me that Nezek, Tsar, and Boshes are part of the punishment, the Knas, and Shavis and Ripui, unemployment, and the, the medical bills are part of the compensation. Why is that? Because he lost money, he can't work, so pay him the money that he can't work, that he lost, right? Pretty straightforward compensation. He has to pay a doctor, so pay his medical bills. It's a very, very straightforward compensation. What's the compensation of Bishis? He lost money. He didn't lose any money. So now we're saying a whole piece. Because it's not an inherent part of the Maisa Chabala, so therefore it's not categorized as part of the Kuifer, and therefore, by default, it reverts to back being a monetary payment. And you don't have the din of made a beknas. Maybe it's a hard pill to swallow. I saw, be, uh, I saw here a piece in the Rishima Shirim, Rav Yashav Ber Salavechik. He says a very gishmak piece. He says that the whole din beishis is only when the actual Maisa Chavala was done in front of other people. What's the what's the bishis that Plony chopped off Amoni's arm? That Amoni's embarrassed, right? Everyone saw Plony chop my arm off. That's really embarrassing. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about a case where there was no Adam. 
No Adam is Salam Isa so there should be no Boshes. So where's the Chi of Boshes come in? The Boshes only comes in when he comes into Bastin and he says, Hey Bastin, you should know, I Plony chopped off Amoni's arm. And right now, through his Adon Bastin, so he's actually giving, that is the Siba for the Chi of Boshes. That's happening right now in the present through his admittance. So, so definitionally, Whenever he's made and based in to a Maisa Chavala, he's doing the Beishas in front of Edim. So there's no din of Maida Bekanas Pater. Every time he's made and he's causing the Beishas right now, that's in front of the Edim, so Mamele, there's no Ptur on such a thing. That's how he understood the Ryashabir. Mamele, the other two dinim are simple. Shavas Ripui are the two to the Hefzid Mamun. Whereas when it comes to the Bishas and the Nezek and the Tsar, they're all Knossos. Just when it comes to Nezek and Tsar, so they have the din of a Medib Knas Potter. Yeah, when it comes to the Bishas, since the Bishas was incurred, since there was no Edim, it was only incurred in Bastin, so then there's no din of Medib Knas Potter, because there's Edim on the Mesa Bishas also. That would be a different way, a different approach to go ahead and answer up for the Rambam. Now the Magid Mishni here has a kasha. This kasha is a Ram kasha. One of the guys asked this. They're learning the first parak in Bikias at night. I was very, very happy he asked this uh, during Seder. It means he actually remembered his Bikias. So the Magid Mishni says as follows. Source 10. Kosov. Arozal. Amiravam. Layitinayim. Pamayilu. Alright, he brings this Raivid. So says the, says the Magid Mishni. Layichriya Rav Adavar. The Raivid didn't explain for the Rambam. Bani Tama Bedvorov. And I, I the Magid Mishni, I'm asking a Peladik Akash on the Rambam. The Perik Kama, the Bavakama, the first Perik of Bavakama, Garcinin, we have a Gemara that says as follows. Done Rivaishia, Rivaishia taught Nebraisa, Yudgimel Ovis Nezikin, the 13 Ovis Nezikin, Dalad Shemrim, the four different types of Shemrim are all constitute an Ovis Nezikin, the Chemisha Devolim Elo, and the Chemisha payments are five payments. Nezek Ta'aripui, etc. Va'arba Ovis, Hashnuyim Shamba Mishnah. And the four Ovis in the Mishnah, Ondaf Be'ezim and Aleph. That's Rebbe Eishia's 13 Ovis Nezikin. Rebchia Tani Chof Dalid. Rebchia taught 24 Ovis Nezikin. Rekachashif Tashlumi Kefal V'chulei. It taught Kefal, all these different other things. Vakshinen. And the Gemara asks, Rebbe Eishia, Ma'ele Tani, honey? According to you, Rebbe Eishia, you only had 13. How come you didn't teach the other 11 of Rebbe Eishia? Says Reb Chia, I'm only talking about Mamuna. I'm not talking about Knas. You're only talking about Mamuna, but you're not talking about Knas. Says the Magid Mishnah. Near the we see from this Gemara, that all the Chamisha Dvorim, which are included in the Yud Gimel Avis Nezikin of Reb are considered Mamon. And that's why he included them in his Braisa. Whereas Reb Chia, who had 24, was talking about Knasos. That's a pella. According to Rabbi Ishiya, there's 13 of us Nezikin, and they're all Mamon. And included, when these 13 of us Nezikin, they're all Mamon. That includes the Chamisha Dvarim of our Mishnah. So, how can we have the Shita Sarambam that we've proven from so many different sources that we think the whole din of the Chamisha Dvarim is Knas? At least three out of the five are Knas. How could we say that? Is an explicit Gemara on Daftala that says that all five of them are Mammon. Peloplayim. Asher Lidvarinu. But based off that we said so far, there's Mamish Nadakasha. We can answer everything up. Why? Because our Gemara, like we saw together on Pegim Alamad Bays, brought two different sources. The first source was Xavier Shava Makemaka. The same way when you heard a Behema, you pay money. When you heard an onum, you also pay money. The second source, the Tikkukhaifer, the Nefesh Ritzayach, the Nefesh Ritzayach, the Tadakhaifer, the Tadakhaifer, the Rishi Vorim, Shinun Chizrim. We asked, what's the difference if you learn from one source from the Makamaka, you learn from the source of the Tikkukhaifer? The Rambam. That. That for Bali Zroya, we can go ahead and make you pay Knas. That it's called Kuifer, Kuifer Avodim. The Pasik is from the Kuifer. The Roy Lechasri Eve book, The Fikach Mishal Miniskai. All these different dinim that we're saying, that's because from the Pasik of Lotik Kuifer, 
If you're learning the answer source, then the din is the din of Knas. But I want to tie as follows. If you learn from the Gezeir Shavu of Maka Maka, what's Maka Maka tell us the same way? A Maka Behema pays money. Why? Because the owner of the Behema had a monetary loss. So what's the nature of the payment? The nature of the payment's mamun, it's compensation. So if you learn from there, Afniske Odom is also mamun. So maybe the Gemara Daf Dalit is assuming like the first Joshua, the Joshua Makamaka. Ah, you're learning like the first Joshua, you're learning Makamaka, then it's Hakamamun. Then the Khmishid Mamun. You're right, you're paying. You pay from Makabahima. But if you're learning from the Tikukaifer, Adar Kharambam, then you wouldn't agree with the dinner of Aishia. The Vaishya's Bryce is going like the other Joshua. And therefore, the Rambam's not bothered by the Gemara Daf Dalit. Answers up the Magid Mishnah's Kasha. Very Gishmak. Another Raya Faria said that the Rambam is learning a Din Oynish as opposed to a Din Mamon, and that's now based in the actual Psukim, like we're claiming up until now also. Now we're going to end off with the Rambam. This Rambam is going to be a shtickle monkey wrench. It's going to be a little bit of a monkey wrench. Um, and that's what we're going to have to try to step up to next week to try to answer up for this Rambam and come to a better understanding of what's going on here. Says the Rambam, source 11 in our sheets, Hilchis Nizke Momon Perik Yud Halach Yud Yearly, it seems to me, Sha'afal Pi Sha'atam Shehimis Eved Shifcha Potem in Knas, even though a short time that kills an Eved or a Shifcha is exempt from paying Knas, Shushleishim Sela Hakotsavater, which is the 30 slime we discussed before, that the Torah enumerates for the death of a slave. If he killed them without intent, he has to pay half the value of the Evid, or half the value of the Shifcha we killed, he has to pay Mamun. He has to pay the monetary loss. So now, it's so interesting. On one hand, the payment of Shleishim, Kaifer Avadim, is implying, like we said so far, the nature of the payments of Kanas. And yet, we see here a short time kills an Evid, and he has to pay Chetzinezek. Why? Because he caused his friend a monetary hefsed. So we see here that when it comes to the din of Nizke Adam, Nizke Adam, there, there's a din Mamon. Aye, there's a din Mamon? So how come the Rambam didn't talk about it the whole time? The whole time he was talking about the knas, the onish. And yet we see here, explicit, that you have to pay value for the evid that the short time killed. So now this is a blatant contradiction. Is the din of the Rambam, everything we set up until now, which is screaming, it's no, not explainable any other way besides knas, is one for sure expression of halacha that we see here by Nizke Adam. And yet at the same time, the Rambam can also say that there's a chiv mamun. How do those things two, two things coexist? And how could it be that for one Mesa Hezek, we're Machayev both? Sisim Yitz Hashem, we're going to discuss next week.